Welcome to episode 11 of the St. Effects Economics Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Catch, the chair of the economics department at St. Francis Xavier University. All right, so today's special guest is Fletcher Hemmins, who's working for Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management out of Toronto. So how are you doing, Fletcher? I'm doing well today, Greg. Thanks for, uh, for having me on. So yeah, so thanks for joining us. So you're a BBA graduate from 2011. Uh, so, you can, so you've been out in the market for a while now. So you can, can you tell us if you can still remember, you know, um, how you came, uh, came about to choosing St. FX uh, for your education? Yeah, absolutely. So I, uh, I actually grew up uh, on the West Coast in Vancouver uh, and went to a private school there that was uh, certainly um, very facilitative of, of looking for a good fit in, uh, in post-secondary education and went to uh, Maritime University Day uh, at uh, Vancouver College and uh, saw St. Effects. It was, it was ranked quite highly uh, in experience and, and overall programs and, and that got it uh, on my radar and the X-Ring uh, I thought was a pretty cool bonus and uh, I'd never been out to the East Coast so I thought uh, why not give it a try and uh, it was one of the best decisions I ever made for sure. And uh, yeah, I went out and played a bit of hockey and, and took some business classes. Nice. So when you were at Vancouver College, had you been exposed to economics at all? Uh, not particularly. Um, a, bit of, a bit of a, a strange child, I guess, who, who always wanted to pursue something in banking mm-hmm. um, or, or financial markets. So anything in... in uh, in course material was pretty was pretty self-directed but i would say that um you know a lot of my peers had parents who you know worked in finance and and seemed to be doing pretty well for themselves so i I definitely um you know i was the guy who was asking my buddy's dads to grab coffees and lunches and and things like that and uh, and just learning as much as i could beforehand right so when you came to santa fax i guess you majored in finance and I guess economics is a pretty natural uh, complement to that. So uh, what kind of economics courses did you take uh, when you got here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny looking back on everything and, and, uh, and the difference between taking a, a 100 level macro and, and micro course versus, you know, where you end up. Because I think a lot of people, uh, you know, the 100 level stuff uh, stumps a lot of people and kind of scares them away from, from econ. But uh, once you sort of wrap your head around uh, some of the some of the topics, um, it uh, it becomes a bit easier. I definitely um, I definitely focus more on the qualitative side of things. Um, admittedly, um, you know I, I'm I'm pretty good at arithmetic, but mathematics not not quite as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I wanted to get a, a a well-rounded view. So I took some my three hundred my third year. I took. Um, economic development or, or studying developed uh, or, or underdeveloped um, economies. I can't uh, actually remember the name of the prof. And then in fourth year, I took the, uh, the financial markets, uh, the financial markets courses, which um, I still remember the first day when uh, Dr. Catch walked in and brought up the episode of the Simpsons when Homer starts with the advanced level marketing book and throws it in the garbage when he's trying to learn how to market and, and pulls out the dictionary and, and uh, looks up the definition of marketing as a good starting point. And I remember you telling us that's where you were going to bring us up from. And, uh, and you were certainly true to your word. So, so it built a good foundation for, um, you know, understanding the economics behind financial markets. 
Yeah, I mean, one of the things that attracted me actually to come to Santa Fax was the quality of the students. I mean, I was always surprised <laughs> just, you know, even by chatting with them, how inquisitive and how willing they are to learn. So I actually had pretty high expectations for Santa Fax students. And 10 years later, they still haven't disappointed me. So I'm very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe I can and just tag on to that. And, and that's something that was important to me in choosing Santa Fax was, I didn't want to be, you know, UBC was was obviously a natural choice for somebody from Vancouver. But in in a lot of those courses, you've got hundreds, if not more uh, students, and you don't have that personal one-on-one -on -one relationship or, or ability to foster that relationship if you, you know, if that's the kind of thing that you're into. So just being able to have an open dialogue with with so many great professors, I think, fosters that curiosity and, and um and allows it to, to flourish as much as, you know, any given student would want it to. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I remember your year, we had, I think, uh, 23, 24 students in Econ 335, 336. So it was a good way to, I guess, introduce you guys to a lot of the important issues in financial markets and monetary economics and, uh, you know, really get to know you guys on a personal level, too. Yeah, absolutely. So after you graduate in 2011, what happens next for you? So where does your life lead you at that point? Yeah, so um, I had always planned to move back to Vancouver, uh, which I did. Um, a lot of my buddies uh, uh, took another year, which uh, is certainly a, a decision. Um, but I was very much looking to get out into the workforce. Um, you know, again, I, I didn't have um, I didn't have much in the way of, of direct personal connections to the industry, so I was um, you know applying to anything under the sun. I ended up getting uh, a job actually in third year university. Um, I remember back then the um, sort of the, the attitude towards an undergraduate degree was it might, it might get you in the door, um, but, but experience was something that, that, that employers wanted. So I took a job cold calling, um, you know, which is uh, as, as unglamorous as it sounds, um, calling on, you know, do you want some financial markets information and, and things like that, which is, you know, the first step in, in, uh, in building a wealth business. Um, and so uh, I went back and worked for that, uh, that broker, his name's David Lapoitov, and I'm still with him today um, as a partner. And um, really, it, it just started a, a career in financial services. So the Canadian securities course and, and, uh, and the, the, the relevant uh, licensing uh, coursework that needed to be done. And really just right into an associate role um, within a wealth management team. Yeah. So what's your, what's your day-to-day -day like nowadays? So what are you, uh, what are you working on? Yeah. So um, in wealth management, um, you know, pardon any students who, who have a strong understanding of what it actually looks like, uh, you know, when somebody says they're an investment advisor. Um, so we're portfolio managers, which is a, a little bit farther along the lines as far as designations go. So we build, portfolios for people I use uh, you know of, uh, financial market uh, securities um, and uh, and then manage them actively uh, on a discretionary basis so we're not calling people and you know pitching ideas on uh, you know different stocks that we think might be a good buy we're, we're just managing the portfolios in a conservative way so really I mean what, what I like about the job so much is is there's a lot going on I mean we come in you know you get to your emails and, and check fu the futures market for the day um, you know, you start looking through client accounts and, and uh, around 9 a.m. The, the calls start coming in of, you know, people asking what you're thinking of this and what you're thinking of that. Um, you know, BNN and CNBC going on in, 
you know, on the TVs all around us. And, um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just looking at the markets and, and trying to make uh, some good investments on our clients' behalf and, and helping people understand what's going on around them. You know, when we see uh, an election coming up, we see an economic shutdown, which is unprecedented. Um, you know, it's a lot of keeping up with current events and, and just trying to make educated decisions as to where money might be moving within the financial markets and trying to get ahead of that money. Yeah, I mean, diving into that term educated decisions a little bit, can you expand mm -hmm. on that a little bit? Like, uh, do, you, do you look, what kind of research or analysis do you uh, perform or look into to try to help, uh, help you manage client funds? Yeah, that's a great, great question. So, um, I mean, really there's, there's two main investment styles, um, bottom up, um, which is much more company focused, top down, which uh, is more macro environment focused. We're the latter, we're much more focused on on the macro environment. So, um, you know, the, the yield curve is something that is, is tremendously important for, um, you know, looking at the economy today, but also where it's going in the short, medium, longer term. Um, and, and really um, as a knock on or, or, or what, what interest rates and the yield curve help us to discern is where capital might flow. Um, so we use the analogy of, a, of water running down a mountain being capital in the global economy and, and where, where is that capital going to flow? Um, those, the capital flows are, are often or, or, or most, most seriously driven by interest rates. Um, interest rates provide, um, you know, relative valuations against um, uh, corporate, sorry, uh, government bonds. And then obviously the, the risk premium that uh, we, we would need um, to take on the risk of, of, you know, individual securities, things like that. Um, but, you know, interest rates will determine the relative attractiveness or incentive of different asset classes. If cash is going to pay you a really high rate, then you're going to need a, a higher expected return to take on the risk of buying an equity. Um, so we find ourselves in a pretty interesting position today um, where we, you know, starting in, in mid-2018, um, when Donald Trump started to strong arm uh, Jerome Powell of the Fed to, to start lowering rates um, and, and then obviously culminating in a crash in rates uh, from the economic shutdown, we then have to start to look and say, you know, where is capital going to flow in a zero rate environment? Because at the end of the day, people can't retire on 1% GICs. In the 80s, we had double digit returns on GICs, but we had the commensurate amount of inflation. Um, so today we want to say, you know, we've got unprecedented money supply increase and, 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 um, and money printing. We've got an incredibly uh, loose global economic policy, uh, or sorry, monetary policy. Um, what, what asset classes are going to provide us the best opportunity to, at the, begin, at the, at the, 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 the most basic level, uh, preserve the value of our capital? So, um, you know, as inflation comes back, you can't be sitting in cash. Um, you know, printing money dilutes cash in the, in the, in the system, you know, that that's a, a questionable trade. So really it's just trying to say, you know, what gives us the best opportunity to preserve capital and, and get some growth on it over and above inflation or, or real growth. Now trying to tie this back to your university education. Mm -hmm. Can you remember any classes that you took here? You know, which kind of classes do you think helped you, to develop the kind of intuition that you're using right now for putting together portfolios? Yeah, that's a, a, another good question. So, I mean, 
clearly the uh, the economics of, of I think it was money banking and financial markets. Um, I think that that course um, more than any other, um, just explaining how, how the money supply works and the velocity of money and, and money creation and, and, and open market uh, operations and, and how that affects um, the entire economy, right? I mean, um, at the end of the day, you know, pricing and value are all relative w within financial markets. Um, and um, so that, that was certainly something, something that might be a little bit more surprising um, would be um, investor psychology or, or psychology classes in general. Um, for people who are interested in markets, um, a very important part of, of predicting markets is, is trying to put yourself in the shoes of the average everyday investor. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting the way that, he, that people are, uh, the, the psychological makeup of people is, is innately um, built for poor investing. We get, we get emotional and make bad decisions. Um, both, you know, we, we say uh, nothing is, is, is more dangerous than seeing your, your neighbor get wealthy um, because you say, you know, I want to buy that because it's going up, but, but, but that's not good investing. Um, so just bringing it back, I, I think a lot of the economics courses that, that had to do with markets, but then, um, I also, you know, was just focused on trying to build, um, a knowledge base that was well-rounded and, right. and that was definitely available at Center Facts. Right. Well, we're actually working on creating a course in behavioral economics, which might actually be something that you might find interesting at some point. So maybe you should come back and take that. <laughs> I would, uh, that would be a course that I would love to audit. I would say that that's, that's probably uh, an area that I find most interesting in economics. Um, I mean, what's it, what, you know, if we want to get sort of simplify economics or, or a simple part of economics, that's interesting is it's there, there, I can't think of, of many things that are a better, um, you know, synergy of human psychology, but also science. Um, you know, it, it's difficult. Like we, we look at economics as a science, um, but then you have this inherent um, um, inefficiency that is, you know, human behavior. Right. So trying to trying to, to to you know predict outcomes on this, I, I find very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't want to take up too much of your time considering you're calling me while the markets are open right now. So I don't know how you're pulling this off. Uh, <laughs> but to conclude, I mean, do you have any advice that you would like to give for St. FX students who are just starting out either business economics or in other areas? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I'll, I'll speak towards the path that I've taken into you know, wealth management and investments. Um, if you like markets, um, I would very strongly recommend um, you know, working in this industry, whether it be on the institutional side, which, which requires a bit more, um, a, a bit more education or, or formal, formal designations. Um, but if you're looking to get into this, um, definitely, definitely pursue it, um, starting as, as early as possible. I mean, I was, I took the Canadian securities course, um, when I was still in third year university. Um, get out there and, and, and try your best to start to form relationships um, because you don't want to start that, you know, on the day after graduation. Um, and as far as being, you know, while you're at St. Effects, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, definitely recommend you enjoy your time there is, is some of the most fun and, and, uh, and some of the best relationships I've, I've created in my life started there. 
and um, and just try to, to build out a nice uh, a nice breadth of knowledge and that way you'll be able to uh, you know have a better idea as to where you want to go with it fantastic yeah I'll just do a little pitch here for the Zavarian capital fund right now since that kind of ties into what you've been saying so any students out there interested in portfolio management for example might want to consider looking into the Zavarian capital fund which is actively managing over half a million dollars of the university's endowment right now so it's a great way for students to get some practical hands-on experience and making some, uh, you know, interesting contacts in the field. Yeah, that's, uh, I, I would absolutely recommend that, uh, that people get, uh, get involved in real investing. Um, and I mean, I, I remember in a 400 level finance course, we did, a, you know, everybody gets a million bucks simulation. Um, and that's, that's, I, it's better than nothing, but, but when you have real skin in the game or when you're dealing with real dollars and real cents, there, there's just no substitute for that, and there's no better way to learn than um, than when you're when you're dealing with with the real thing. Um, obviously, within the context of uh, of having some oversight, like uh, like Dr. Catcher, but um, but uh, no, that would be that would be a great uh, a great way to start for students. Yeah, well, fantastic. Well, again, so thanks a lot for uh, joining us today, and um, you know, we hope you have uh, you know continued success in your career. Yeah, I, I appreciate it uh, absolutely, and um, I'll give my uh, I'll give my contact details to Dr. Catch here if uh, if there's some students who have uh, have some questions about you know the path I took or or want some pointers from uh, from a high level, I'm happy to help. Uh, I'm happy to add some value if I can. Yeah, I mean that's certainly a theme that I've been noticing throughout these podcasts. A lot of St. FX alumni have really been open and willing to help uh, current students. You know, so that's. Uh, you know that's really quite remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it just speaks towards uh, towards Saint Effects. It's, uh, it's just it's just a bit different than uh, than a lot of other institutions. It uh, it really fosters that family mentality, and and um, you know I, I look back very fondly on my time there, and just uh, would be happy to uh, you know pay it forward or or whatever uh, term we want to use. Perfect. Well, thanks again a lot for your time, Fletcher. No, uh, no worries at all. All right. Have, uh, thank have a great day. Okay. Take care. Bye now.